The diamond I Empathy Museum presents a mile in my shoes. These shoes are plain black dolly shoes. They look like they've danced all the moves possible. Small feet, I wish I had them too. These shoes belong to Emily. This is her story. It made me feel, I guess, a little bit betrayed by the country, but also a little bit betrayed by just like the the Brits that I knew. And I didn't really think they meant to do it. It's, I think it was just a reflection of, of what happened is that some at some point I just became someone who, well, I hadn't had a say in the first, in the first instance, in the actual vote. And, and then afterwards it was like it became a domestic issue. Like I didn't, shouldn't really have a say because I don't, I am not British and so on. So, I mean, finding out that members of my boyfriend's family hadn't voted in the referendum, I don't know if it was worse than finding out that they'd voted Brexit. It was more like the sort of, the feeling that it wasn't really an issue, even though it was, you know, obviously spoken about at family gatherings, about how I was worried about my status, and, and he was worried about my status and our status and what we would do, and... It felt like such a privileged position to be in that you didn't have to care about it. And also it felt like a... I don't know, I felt very forgotten. Which is... Um, I don't know, I mean, it's, I, get, I get along with them very well and I, I, uh, I'm very fond of them. I just think sometimes, even, even people that I'm fond of and have really good relationships with, maybe don't realise just how just how much the the feeling of being foreign and and different and other really does to you and that your concerns are not the concerns of the people that you care about is it's a yeah I think even I think even now when we talk about it that they don't really appreciate it they say oh yeah okay I guess in hindsight I probably should have voted you did you know we did talk about it but they make it sound like they forgot to show up for a thing. Like, I was having a birthday party and they forgot about it. And I have since had to apply to stay in my own home. And, I, yeah, I just... I think they maybe failed to grasp the, the gravity of it, but I think that comes from a sense of privilege, which is, I guess, ironic because, I mean, people are right. They are losing more rights than me. I still have an EU passport. I can... After Brexit, I'll still be able to travel in the rest of the EU um, and work there, live there if I want to. My name is Emily and I moved from Denmark to the UK in 2012. I'm a PhD student in physics at King's College London and I applied for and got settled status in December 2018. I got settled status through the pilot scheme at King's College London. I wrote straight to them and argued that I should be eligible, even if I want staff, because PhD students undertake almost all of the physical research in universities. And though I don't pay tax, I 
am very much part of the working environment. My life is not a student life. My life is a working life. And they were convinced. So they said, yeah, you know, give it a go. See if it, see if it works. And it worked. I really hope that, that I can let go of this feeling of being different or foreign or, or not qualified to have conversations when I when I have citizenship or when I get citizenship but I also kind of know inside that it's an illusion and I'll keep feeling like this and people will keep treating me like that it, it started with us not being allowed to vote right I mean it started from very much from you know government side saying your opinion on this is irrelevant <laughs> um, even though it very much affects or the outcome very much is going to affect our lives or has already has affected our lives I can't vote anywhere so I'm completely disenfranchised which is frustrating as someone who's politically engaged and interested um, so I'm really really looking forward to having a vote again that would be good it was a really strange feeling. It took me sort of, I don't know, a couple of months to realize I didn't, I no longer had any, any say in the, in, in sort of the way we, the way we qualify being a citizen and being an active and engaged part of society and someone who contributes and everything. It's very much in the sort of, it's the people that pay tax and it's the people that vote, right? You know, to be a, an active citizen or an active resident even, you have to like go out and engage and vote. I mean, at King's, it's very much true because I see it every day, but I, I know it to be true of many different departments, many different universities, that they wouldn't exist without immigration from the EU. Um, my whole group, I mean, we're uh, my group leader is German. I'm Danish. The other two PhD students are um, Spanish and Slovakian, I'm going to say, and our postdoc is uh, Czech. And that's it. Right. Um, there will be the occasional Brit, but the physics department at King's is completely dominated by Italians and uh, Spanish people and French people. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see how they're going to conduct research without us. If I'm going to be honest, and that's not just on the PhD level. That's also on um, professorial and you know lectureship level. The PhD students, especially experimental PhD students in science, are responsible for, you know, 80-90% of the, of the research output. And so even though we don't pay tax, we, it's a huge contribution to, to science and higher education in general across the UK. Britain has been multicultural for ages, and people think, oh, you know, that's... I don't know, it's like a post-colonial thing or whatever, but it's, it's also about how Britain has been open in the past to attract uh, talent or, you know, just anyone interested in coming to Britain. And, and that has shaped how, how Britain is now, I think. And I think sort of completely disregarding that and saying, oh, Britain is for British people or um, we're strong enough the way we are or we will be fine on our own. Is this weird image of Britain as being much more I don't know I don't want to say ethnically British because I, I don't know maybe that's that's weird but just like uh, just more British than Britain act actually is 
I think a lot of what Britain has contributed to the world comes down to bringing all of these different people together. If without the EU, I would never, I probably wouldn't have moved to Scotland. So I wouldn't have gotten my degree. And if I hadn't gone to Glasgow and gotten my degree, I would never have met my partner. We would never have moved to London together. We would never have bought our flat. I would never have started my PhD. Sometimes for me it becomes very emotional, you know, um, when you see on the front page of, you know, the Daily Mail some sort of ridiculous headline about all these migrants coming over here or something, something along those lines. He'll say, oh, but they don't, and they're not talking about you. You don't have to take it personally. Like, but they are talking about me. Uh, even if they don't think they're talking about me, they're talking about me. So it's a cognitive dissonance, I think. I have a very strange international school accent and I can for a lot of people I can I can pass as not being European so people don't immediately think of me as an EU national or even a and even an immigrant which gives me a lot of sort of I don't know, privilege that other EU nationals don't necessarily have but that doesn't mean that I don't identify as being an immigrant because I am I'm never just foreign and I'm never just, I never you know, qualify enough as you know, a British resident or something. I think it's a very classic immigrant feeling having a foot in both camps. And especially also for children of immigrants to feel like they don't really belong one place or another because people, other people other them, especially if they look different, um, which I, I don't uh, have as much. Giving people the right to vote and giving people the right to voice an opinion about this only, you know, based on them living there, it gives them a stake in where they live. And I think that's maybe the biggest source of me feeling not quite here, not quite belonging here. It's just, just the fact that I still, I can have opinions about things, but I can't actually do anything about it. We are... But this is going to sound almost paranoid, but we're, we're under threat a lot of the time. And uh, like uh, our way of living and our rights and all of these things are under more or less constant threat. And I think you have to keep being with it and keep thinking about it and keep engaging with it, which is also why I think I agreed to do this in the first place, right? Because I could just accept that like the... EU referendum came out in the way that I didn't particularly enjoy and I can just sit back and be like okay well I'm gonna get my citizenship now and just this is what it is now I'll you know remember that Morgan is the one day cricket captain and Root is the test match guy remember those sorts of things and it will be fine but I think you, just, you, you keep having to engage with you you need to you have a responsibility to yourself and to other people to keep engaging with stuff um, I think Otherwise, I'm going to be unhappy anyway. And I think other people in the past have felt the same. Really, really treasure your vote when you have it, because maybe someday, through no fault of your own, you will not have it anymore, and it's not easy to get it back. Emily's story was produced by Melissa Viney. 
Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we go next. <laughs>